0: The big thing with
1: Kevin is he's a great skater. He's going to be able to log a lot of minutes in this league. I think that's just the way he's grown up. He's probably been the best defenseman, played the most minutes. So why stop now? Now,
2: now, now. From the downtown studios of WGN Radio, time to talk hockey. We have a high standard for ourselves. We think we can win a lot of hockey games. Time to talk Hawks. It's time for Black Hawks Live.
1: Here's Joe Brand.
3: Fresh off probably the most impressive win in the last couple of years. Blackhawks taking down the Toronto Maple Leafs last night in Toronto. And now we'll wrap up their season opening road trip in Colorado on Thursday against the Avalanche. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. Our producer is Jack Heinrich. Our guest tonight is Kevin Korchinski, the young Blackhawks defenseman who made the team, has quickly made an impact on this defensive core, is going to be chatting with us after the 7.30 news. Of course, we're going to be talking a lot about Conor Bedard and one article in particular that came from Toronto last night. I know some of you are tired of Conor Bedard mania and hearing everything about him, and some of you want more. But that is what we're dealing with nowadays in sports. I do just, I know I brought this up last week, But I appreciate the irony, or maybe the coincidence, that Taylor Swift is dating Travis Kelsey right now, and that is driving football fans nuts. Meanwhile, over in the hockey world, hockey fans are, some of them are thrilled that Conor Bedard is now into the league, and there are more eyes drawn to the game, and there are more casual sports fans drawn to hockey now. And they don't have to persuade people to tune into games and follow along with the league because it's already happening. And if you ask me, that's a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing for football that Taylor Swift is dating Travis Kelsey, but that's, that's down the line. Four games in, the Blackhawks, for the most part, have looked good. You could throw away Saturday's game against Montreal, but we did enough bashing about that performance in yesterday's pregame show. A great performance against Pittsburgh on opening night, a solid performance against Boston the following night on a quick back-to-back, even though they came up short. And then last night, it's not so much the win, and yes, it is the performance and how everybody contributed, but I think the biggest factor is the bounce back. After a rough night in Montreal, somewhat of a quick turnaround. I mean, they had the off day for travel on Sunday, which we're going to be talking about Sunday in a little bit, because the Blackhawks did have practice and somebody did speak that day. But on Monday, the Blackhawks did not have a morning skate and they took care of business against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, scratching the morning skate is something that Luke Richardson did last year, too. So keep that in mind. Remember that. But quickly, I just want to break down a few things that's going well for the Hawks right now and what's going not so well. Some of you already might know that the Blackhawks finally scored their first power play goal last night in Toronto, and at a long stretch, that the Blackhawks entered Monday 0 for their first 14 on the power play. They had a few good chances in the first game, and then things just kind of continued to go south. And in that game against Montreal, the Canadians had more opportunities when the Blackhawks had a man advantage. They even coughed up a shorthanded goal. But our own Troy Murray said that he was more pleased with how the Blackhawks generated that power play goal rather than them just scoring one because they didn't get too cute. They didn't get too crafty. They just got the job done throwing the puck towards the net, creating something, not passing the puck too many times. And again, that's the response you want to see. Luke Richardson said that they were going to work heavy on the power play on Sunday's practice. Maybe only one goal to show for it, but that is an improvement. I don't know if you want to call this causation or correlation or coincidence or whatever it is, but the Blackhawks really got to turn things around in the face-off circle. I think they'll tell you that first and foremost. Yes, it's a young team. You look at the top two centers for the Hawks, Connor Bedard, 18 years old, Lucas Reichel, 21 years old, Both of them playing in their first year as consistent NHL players. This is technically Reichel's third year in the NHL, but small sample sizes in the previous two years. Not to mention, this is Reichel's first year consistently as a center. So those growing pains are going to happen, but they are still something you need to keep your eye on. The more this team has the puck, the more opportunities they're going to score. That's very simple. That's Hockey 101. But because of the offensive skill set that this team has, that's why you need them to have the puck more. There could be a big difference if this team could just win 40% of their face-offs. Now, I don't want to do too much knocking on this team because four games in, they've definitely impressed. They've definitely exceeded expectations for a lot of people. And I think yesterday was the biggest example of that. Toronto's a good team. They are a Stanley Cup-hungry team. They are a team that'll be fighting for the Cup this year. They made improvements. They, they picked up former Blackhawk Max Domi. And they scored a lot of goals in the first two games. It was it 13 goals in the first two contests. The Hawks held them to one. This defense has been very impressive. The penalty kill has been very impressive. The goaltending has been phenomenal. There's been maybe one goal that you can blame the goaltender on. I think Tanner Pearson, the second goal for the Montreal Canadiens on Saturday night against Peter Mrazic. And even that is kind of a gray area. Arvid Sutterbloom last night, 36 saves. Another guy that the Hawks are going to be keeping their eyes on quite a lot. Because they think he can be a goaltender of the future. Peter Mrazek, up and down year last year with injuries. But for the most part was stable in between the pipes. He's carried that over into this year. It's a long year. I get it. There's only four games played so far. But these are the types of things that the Hawks are going to be keeping their eyes on in their second year of a rebuild. So far, it's been a lot of positivity. There's so much talk about Conor Bedard. Everybody wants a piece of him. Everybody wants to get a good quote, and myself included. I'm not hiding from this. Every time we talk to Conor Bedard in the dressing room, at the podium, in the scrum, outside the rink, whatever, we're trying to find a different thing to ask him. That's me, that's the beat writers, that's everybody on the beat, now, when the Blackhawks go on the road, you can't hold that same expectation for the Pittsburgh media, for the Boston media, for the Montreal media, apparently not for the Toronto media either. That's not a knock. They have their own jobs. They have their own storylines. They're not following Connor Bedard media each and every day. But Connor Bedard has made himself available whenever he has been in that dressing room. The only time he has not been available is when he's still out on the ice practicing. And I've said this before. He's taking in each question individually and spitting out a unique answer. He's not cliche all the time. There are a lot of repetitive questions. That's going to happen. I'm not saying that every question needs to be unique. But we have heard a lot of, what is the most exciting thing about the NHL? Can you give us one specific example and a lot of questions like that. It can get tiring, but Connor Bedard has been available for almost every day. And I'll explain why I'm using that phrase "almost every day," because one Toronto reporter apparently thinks that one day off is too much for Connor Bedard. When the Blackhawks visited Pittsburgh last week, two people talked to the media: it was Connor Bedard and Luke Richardson after the game. Conor Bedard was one of the players in the scrum. Let's also mention that Conor Bedard was interviewed before the game on ESPN, during the game on ESPN, and after the game on ESPN. The following night, TNT, on the spotlight once again, part of the pregame scrum, part of the postgame scrum. Team travels to Montreal, talks to the media then, talks to the media after the game. Sunday the Blackhawks go to Toronto they have a practice Connor Bedard is part of the post practice scrum for the media Connor Bedard talked to the Toronto media Monday comes Luke Richardson scraps the morning skate the Hawks beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 4 to 1 for the first game Connor Bedard does not have a point and he was not part of the post-player scrum. Steve Simmons of the Toronto Sun wrote an article, hiding Connor Bedard from the media is no way to market and sell a superstar. There was no circus atmosphere on Monday morning. There wasn't any atmosphere at all. The cameras, notebooks, and tape recorders, and all those who held them showed up at the Scotiabank Arena to meet and greet hockey's newest sensation, Connor Bedard, before the game, after the game, even during the game. What they, wound up, what they wound up with on a listless Monday night was the first semi-no-show of Bedard's already exceptional professional career. Steve Simmons continues to reference how he covered Mario Lemieux's rookie appearance in the NHL All-Star Game, where Lemieux was named the MVP. And as much as Lemieux would have loved to have spent his entire career never doing a single interview, he came to the podium that day. He talks about how he interviewed Connor McDavid in an arena in Oakville before an Erie Otters preseason game. That's in the Ontario Hockey League. We talked before the game for 40 minutes. And then he talks about how Connor Bedard was not made available after Toronto's game. He references something that Taylor Hall had mentioned to the media before the game against Toronto, saying that he thinks that Everyone needs to pull back a little bit on the intention of Connor Bedard. Even though Connor is handling it very well, being very mature about it. Steve Simmons says, Bedard doesn't seem to be phased by it. The Blackhawks need to be less phased themselves. There are times and places to hide Bedard after a win. Toronto on Monday wasn't one of them. I just feel like this is a situation where your schedule didn't work out. It didn't work out with when Conor Bedard was available. Because he did talk to the Toronto media. That was Sunday. And frankly, I feel like those are the better days to get the better quotes, where players are more relaxed. They're not focused so much on the game. And it allows the opportunity for other reporters to stray the questions away from the game. It's not, what are you looking against the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight? It's, how's this going for you? What do you like to do in your downtime? And again, Bedard has been asked these questions, and he's answered them. He's a pretty easy, simple, going guy. In fact, there's not many things he focuses on other than hockey, and that can be shown in an interview he had with Darren Pang of NBC Sports Chicago, and you can find this in the Blackhawks Talk podcast.
2: If I quizzed you right now, would you be able to tell me right-hand shots and left-hand shots? I should be able to, you pretty I good? Good? think. Yeah? Probably. Okay, well, you know your team, so I'll go there. So Nick Suzuki? Right. Right? Cole Caulfield?
0: Right.
2: Short stick, huh? Caulfield? He, yeah. Does he? It was, he Didn't you do a thing where he saw you? Yeah, and your, yeah. St- I think mine's and, just really long. Yours is His really is long. His is probably more normal. Yours. Anybody on the ice ask you about how long a sickest? Uh, sick? In practice, guys,
0: not in games, but uh, in practice, a lot. Guys are curious about it a little.
2: Okay, how about Gooley, the defense? Gooley's a lefty. So you, you are you are pretty darn good at. Yeah, right? I played
0: him in the dub a lot, though, and played with him in ah. Canada. So,
2: so see, I, I I used to ask goalies all the time, like you've got to know who's a righty and who's a lefty. Mm-hmm. And I remember when Jimmy Wait, he, we were partners in Chicago. Yeah, I'm like Jimmy, you got to know who's a righty yeah. or a lefty all the time.
3: That is available on the Blackhawks Insider Podcast. I apologize for the correction. In fact, all the interviews that you hear on the FanDuel Sportsbook pregame show this year, where it'll either be John Weideman or Troy Murray or Chris Fosters or Kaylee Chelios or Darren Pang or myself talking with Luke Richardson, again, those are available on the pregame shows on WGN Radio, but they are also available on the Blackhawks Insider Podcast as well. That's a great one-on-one. It's it's a casual, easy listen. You get Bedard in a, a more vulnerable state where he's not hyper-focused on the game because it doesn't have to be. And yes, it is very easy to chat with Darren Pang every once in a while. But I don't know, I just... I, I don't mean to turn, turn this article into something that it's not. I just thought that I mean, I'm not on the road. I'm getting these emails. And every day I'm looking at it. See below video and audio from Connor Bedard, Luke Richardson. See below audio and video available from Connor Bedard, from Taylor Radish and Connor Bedard. I mean, every time. So I was just taken a little bit aback by seeing an article that he's not been made. No, not that. The title is. The subject is hiding Connor Bedard from the media. Is no way to market and sell a superstar. The media is changing, and coaching is changing, and hockey is changing. Teams aren't going to do morning skate before every game moving forward. And sometimes it's before a game against Toronto in the fourth game of the season because it has been a grind for the Hawks to begin this year. Five games on the road in four. Make it three home openers, but a hockey night in Canada, tough opponents. you got to give your team a break any opportunity that you can, and it looks like Luke Richardson chose the right time to do that. As great as Connor Bedard has been, Kevin Korchinski has also been very exciting, very entertaining, very impressive, and also exceeding expectations. We'll talk about the newest Blackhawks defenseman, after David Jennings' news, we're going to head to the Northwestern Medicine newsroom. You're listening to Blackhawks Live, seven twenty WGN. Welcome back to Blackhawks Live here on WGN Radio. We're talking with one of the Blackhawks' newest defensemen, and Kevin Korczynski. Kevin, we had you on here last year when you were still with Seattle, and uh, a lot has changed since then. Have you been able to uh, handle this whole roller coaster of everything that's been going on? Yeah, it's
0: been awesome. Um, yeah, new environment, kind of. Um, a lot of new things, but it's been awesome just uh, being with the guys, um, and the privilege to play in the NHL has been pretty cool. Um, and surreal so far. So, um, yeah, it's been awesome and I'm um, really fortunate for it.
3: Have you had more people reach out to you for your NHL start or your first NHL point that you picked up last night?
0: Uh, probably, probably just, uh, I don't really know. I think a lot of, a lot of people reached out for both, just kind of the whole process. So it's been awesome to see, uh, how many friends, ex-teammates, coaches like that? Just kind of reach out and uh, just uh, say that whether they're watching me or just kind of like, wish me luck. So it's been really cool that that way.
3: Who's the coolest person that's reached out to you?
0: Yeah, probably not just one. Actually, um, it's just cool having your like best friends and family kind of watching and all that. So um, I'm kind of fortunate for that. So it's been it's been awesome. Out
3: of Everything that's prepared you to excel at this NHL level right now—has there been anything about this whole experience that is kind of shocked you? Like, wow, okay, yeah, this this is the NHL. Uh, this is what I've I've heard and thought about.
0: Yeah, yeah I think just playing against uh, the best players in the world, players that you grew up watching, it's kind of surreal. Um, going against those kind of Hall of Famers or just the best players right now, just. Um, seeing how good they are against them in live, it's it's really cool. Then um, you just learn so much from those experiences. So it's been awesome going against those guys, and um, look forward to other matchups like that.
3: I know you're a very professional guy, but do you allow yourself to kind of soak in that moment, to just kind of embrace it and and witness what you've accomplished right now?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Obviously, you gotta you gotta uh, um, just take it all, in when you can, obviously. Um, kind of your kind of years go by in a blur. So every time we get to play against those top guys, um, and kind of go to play a new team, new city, it's uh, it's really special. So I've uh, I've just kind of took it all in this year, and it's been awesome.
3: Is there anything that's impressed you yourself about your game being able to adapt to the NHL game so quickly?
0: Uh, um, yeah, I know. Obviously, um, having never played an NHL game. Before this year, you kind of don't know what to expect. So, um, yeah, I think for me, just kind of use playing my strengths and um, skate the puck well, try and make plays. That's always my strength. So, uh, just kind of try kind to of continue to do that.
3: Talking with Blackhawks defenseman Kevin Korczynski here on Blackhawks Live. Kevin, in your eyes, what makes a great D pairing? Uh,
0: I think just kind of two D men that complement each other. Um, and that can be in kind of so many different ways. You just kind of read off each other. So whether the two kind of better skating guys, offensive guys, or two defensive guys just kind of reading off each other and uh, playing through each other's strengths.
3: Do you feel like that's what you and Connor Murphy fall into those categories?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think me and Murph, um, it's awesome being partnered with them just because you know so much about the game and um, we can read well off each other. And uh, yeah, just kind of have that relationship uh, off the ice it has been awesome in that sense.
3: From the outside, looking to guys like Alex Flastic and Wyatt Kaiser, who are different roles and situations as you, but you know, still trying to make their impact in the NHL for the first time, what have you appreciated about their games?
0: Yeah, yeah. Obviously, um, two other younger guys that play coffee and skate really well um, and make plays. So yeah, those are guys that you can learn from and uh, that have really bright futures in the league.
3: Anything specifically that you have learned from them?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think obviously um, whether it's just in practice talking about playing, talking about um, different kind of small little details and aspects of the game, just kind of um, getting their thoughts on it. So um, those are guys that are hungry, that want to learn, and you want to learn with them. So um, it kind of makes uh, that kind of growth easy.
3: What's this opening road trip been like? I know it's been a grind, but you guys have picked up a couple of big wins, but still going into Pittsburgh, going into Boston, Toronto, Montreal. I mean, those are those are intense venues. What's What's been your uh, experience like so far with this whole introductor, introduction of the NHL so abruptly?
0: Yeah, it's, it's been really cool, obviously. Um, yeah, I haven't been to a lot of the cities, so um, kind of getting to just, like, just see the city and just be in the ranks, being these huge markets that... Um, have crazy fans. It's been really cool. And, um, obviously fans that are, uh, pretty aggressive. It's been, it's been cool to kind of get, uh, the booze and all that. So it's been <laughs> awesome so far. Um, and yeah, it's just been gone by so quick, the road trip that, um, just having a lot of fun and obviously picked up some big wins along the road. So it's been good.
3: Aside from playing against the big stars and in the big venues, what else have you appreciated about the NHL experience? I mean, is it is it the charter? Is it the meals? What is it?
0: Um, I think just the professionalism in the hockey. Obviously, it's the best hockey there is. So, um, playing in it, it's uh, it's pretty special. The players um, don't make mistakes and um play the right way. So it's it's really special and just kind of surrounding yourself with those kind of players and that kind of hockey. It just makes you better.
3: What do you do to decompress from the game, Kevin? I mean, what, what do you like to do in your spare time?
0: Um. Yeah, I think just uh, kind of anyways, obviously, um, it's a pretty busy schedule. For me, just kind of talk to friends. Um, I like to play the guitar, so that's something that I do in the summer a lot. So, um, yeah, I just kind of take my mind off the game and do something that uh, isn't hockey-related.
3: How long you been playing the guitar for?
0: Just a year now, I think. Um under a year, so um just been doing that as something that you have so much spare time um during the season at times, so um just kinda of learning new songs and um something to do. So
3: what are you playing now?
0: Um yeah, right now I don't have my guitar with me, so
3: um <laughs> I mean like what music? Like what kind of songs?
0: Oh, uh, what kind of songs? I like to play a lot of Coldplay. I'm
3: a big Coldplay fan, so okay. Um, I like their stuff and just country. And I know a lot of a lot of
0: country songs because I'm from Saskatchewan, so um, country's pretty big there.
3: Yeah, that that blew my mind when uh, I realized there's such a country culture going on in Canada. Um, but it, it's pretty cool how, yeah. how much it's embraced.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um definitely a big uh, big country. A lot of my buddies like country songs, so do I. So. Um, it's just nice to learn those songs that you enjoy
3: are you a Swifty? uh I wouldn't say so no no <laughs> uh, so are you are you on the acoustic or electric guitar?
0: um I'm on acoustic
3: okay um have you ever seen Coldplay live?
0: no I haven't We they uh they were gonna come to Seattle actually um that's where I played Junior and they uh they came to Seattle the week after I left so um, I was pretty bummed out about that but um, definitely on my bucket list and something I'll, I'll
3: have to do soon. Yeah, that that definitely seems like a, a fun and just a good vibe concert. Um, g- last time we were talking to you, you were just completing the World Juniors and getting to play with Connor Bedard then. N- I, I even asked you the question, have you allowed yourself to kind of dream the idea of you two both being on the Blackhawks? That's now happened. I mean, what, what has that experience been like and what's, what's the difference and what are some of the similarities to playing with Bedard and world juniors and now at the NHL level?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think obviously, um, it's cool kind of going through the whole process of being a rookie and being a young guy with the team. Um, so I can kind of share that experience with and Yeah. I think obviously the hockey, um, it's just different hockey, I think, from the World Juniors to now. And obviously, um, just new experiences manage all the best players in the world that have uh, that, yeah, dominated every level. So when you kind of surround yourself with the best players, you're going against the best players, obviously there's going to be some hiccups and obviously um, some bright spots. So for him, uh, it's been uh, it's been awesome. He's been playing really well for us. And obviously you can kind of see those flashes of his skill, his, level, um, his talent. And, it's been has uh, awesome.
3: Has that allowed you to feel any more comfortable? Like seeing him being able to adjust to it so well, it's like oh yeah, it's like th- this can give me a little extra confidence to to do my best here in the situation too.
0: oh uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd say yeah. Like obviously, um, <clears throat> more so just kind of being through the whole process and um, having such a young team. We got other rookies like like you said, Alex Blasto, Kaiser, better Dima, that are, D-man, that are <clears throat> kind of going through the same process as me. So um having a younger team guys that you can kind of share the experience and it's been awesome and um they're all playing really well so it makes you feel more comfortable
3: so you got your ring for world juniors congratulations have you worn it out much
0: um no no i haven't worn i don't want to lose it so i've uh it's in a safe spot because we're on the road so yeah
3: do you think you'll be wearing it out much or only like special events
0: no, no, I have a bad tendency of losing
3: stuff, so I, uh, I don't want to lose it. I hear you. All right, Kevl. hey, thank you very much for the time. Uh, keep up the great work. You're a really fun guy to cover, and uh, best of luck in the upcoming game against Colorado. Awesome. Thank you. All right, we'll yeah, have more. Thank you. Take care. This is awesome. We'll have more Blackhawks Live coming up next. Our final stop on Blackhawks Live. Again, the Hawks' next game will be in Colorado on Thursday, the Ball Arena. Wrapping up a five-game road trip to begin the season, and then all the fun starts at the United Center Saturday night against the Vegas Golden Knights, the reigning Stanley Cup champion, Vegas Golden Knights. I'm Joe Brand. Our producer is Jack Heinrich, and we're going to do this new thing moving forward now where we give... Jack the floor. It's Jack's hot takes. Jack's Uh last segment. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. We don't have a sponsor or anything yet. We got to workshop that. So uh, Jack, the floor is yours. Thanks,
1: Joe. Um, Yeah, I mean, for me, you're just saying it. Seems like they they've never played a home game, even though they had some preseason ones. Um, But it's been a. I mean. But has been everything we wanted even if that one guy in Toronto's not happy with them. Um I've already seen him a bunch. Um and like you said reading those emails, I was surprised that he he talked on Saturday against Montreal like I we got like the sound coming in and then I was like, "Oh, they they got him again." So I don't know. It seems like he's talking a lot, but I can see everybody wants a piece of him, but I mean, yeah, he's, I d- he's only 18. And so.
3: I d- I didn't mean to totally hone in on it, but it, it was just it was the examples that this guy used saying that Mar- Mario Lemieux talked after being named the MVP of the All Star game. That's a little different. Why wouldn't the MVP of I the All Star game talk? <laughs> uh, his first long interview with Connor McDavid before an Erie Otters preseason game. It's Junior. <laughs> it, it, and a, it's a preseason game. Yeah. Like, okay, then if you want Connor Bedard that bad, then go and get him then. Mm-hmm. So th- that's just kind of why it, it perked my ears a little bit because. Again, we're, we're talking to him every day and I'm running out of things to ask him. Yeah. And yeah, he I, maybe that's a flaw in my journalistic <laughs>
1: skills, but I mean he talks 10 minutes a day every day pretty much, I right. mean. Um, but and then he's doing that interview with Panger as well, so I mean, he's he's doing a lot. Um and he's 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 handled it really well like Taylor Hall said and then I mean those ESPN games he looked like one of the best players on the ice and there and he was mic'd up for that Pittsburgh game and he talked in the inter, in in the intermission. So
3: actually, you you've got the sound. Can you play that quick Pittsburgh sound? Yeah, yeah. where he was talking to what? Tyler Johnson or maybe... Uh, Ryan not on Cole Gutman. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. You know how uh, Sid always does the plastic?
0: Yeah. yeah, I thought he was gonna get me on one when I gave him the Yeah, I was so scared. I turned up and he like he always like puts a stick fully on the ground. Like, oh yeah, yeah. He just yeah. walked it. and I, I know. forgot and then I was like. I don't when flat sticks, like put the stick all the way down and the pass. I got
3: lucky. Okay, that translates a lot better when you can read the uh, closed captioning. It does. But, uh, <laughs> basically, Conor Bedard is talking about how Sidney Crosby is so good at breaking up passes and how he's able to uh, just handle the puck, and he's he's kind of like. Ooing and eyeing with his teammates about it. That's when you remember he's he's still like an eighteen year old. He's a right. young guy, and he's loving
1: what he's doing.
3: It, it'd be like a conversation if he was just at the game watching it.
1: Yeah, exactly. But, he, but he's
3: on the ice playing
1: and trying to win in the face-off circle against them.
3: And that's what's again that that just shows how much of a hockey junkie he is. That's like all he cares about right now. And I think that's why it's so easy for him to be so accommodating to the media each and every day. So enjoy it now yeah. Toronto cuz I mean what's going to happen when this guy this kid gets bigger
1: Exactly yeah I mean he's he's t- and he talks for a while too and the Hawks are nice enough to let us talk to him for so long but he's been really good and and on the ice and I mean the team's been really surprising too um I mean not surprising but like they've I think a lot of like the people who have been just tuning in for Connor Bedard are quickly noticing how this team might be really fun and there's not a lot of fun going on in Chicago sports right now Especially with with what's going on with the Bears, so this is like a nice palate cleanser, how I look at it um, with this team. But they had a bad showing in in Montreal, and they all owned it after the game. And you're kind of like, oh no, they're going in to Toronto, and Austin Matthews is coming off back to back hat tricks. You're like, this could get ugly. And they they slammed the door. And Korchinski, Vlasic, all the young guys. I mean, Vlasic had a nasty pass to Corey Perry for that goal. So. They they they're gonna surprise you this year.
3: Love that offensive pass by Vlasic. Uh, real quick, I want to get to this text from the three one two area code. Who plays the guitar? Was it Connor Bedard? I have a good teacher for him. My son Ryan, who's been playing for thirteen years, he does private lessons. Uh, no, that was Kevin Korczynski who plays the guitar. He wasn't playing it during the interview, as he clarified for us. But uh, okay. yeah, you're looking for Kevin Korczynski. Good luck with that. I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe you get connected with them. You help him, uh play the guitar i put this question on instagram of if people are are, are wanting more or less of Connor bedard content and 86 percent of people said they want more yeah that i mean believe me i, I want more
1: i do too Cle- i voted yes yeah i mean well <laughs>
3: c- and clearly that makes sense for us but i was not expecting the numbers to be no. that lopsided
1: no i mean i think for some just like looking at like social media and all that stuff that people have been talking about in the media, it's been the big draw for the Hawks. Um, They've kind of been, I don't want to say like pushed to the side, but some people kind of like, oh, you know, Kane and Taves are gone. And uh, especially the back half of last year and and then the uh, beginning of last year, they – Weren't, weren't playing that well, and people, I mean, they still drew well, but like a lot of the casual fans weren't tuning in. Now they kind of have Bedard, and that's something they can rally around. So I think that's why it's probably people want more of it, because they're so intrigued by this new prodigy that they've had after Keenan Taves have moved
3: on. The only thing that could have went a little bit better on opening night last week against Pittsburgh is if Bedard scored. Yeah. He, he, he got his assist. He, he played a great game. The Hawks won. They came back and won. But that's the only thing that could have gone better. But still, it was pretty much an A plus for promoting the Blackhawks on national TV. And it all working out. Set the tone. I mean, those numbers were outrageous, the viewing numbers.
1: I mean, that's why they're going to be on some more national televised games.
3: I mean, I just hope that it continues to be a competitive effort against Colorado on Thursday, because then that just sets the The table. The going to be rocking. Yeah, for a very fun night against the Vegas Golden Knights. Jack, good stuff. Thanks, Ben. Thank you. That's Jack Heinrich. He's our producer. I'm Joe Brand. Big thanks to the Blackhawks. Big thanks to Kevin Korczynski for taking some time as well. Next broadcast, Thursday night, Hawks are in Colorado. FanDuel's Sportsbook pregame show starts at 9.